0: You are listening to the Chaos Cast, hosted by two jerks and a dork, where we blitz on every down, seeking to get ejected for targeting while stiff-arming your trash fantasy football team, your only place for chaos fantasy shenanigans. I'm your host, Brad Kreger, alongside Levi Basham and John Spears. In this episode, we'll take a look back at the results of Week 3, dish out the Whoopin' of the Week award. We'll take a peek at waiver pickups and fab, make our picks for week four, and wrap up the show opening up the chaos mailbag and addressing questions and concerns from league fantasy nerds. So here we go.
1: Okay, let's look into last week's matchups. We start with Scoop's Troop versus the Intoxicated All-Stars. It's a battle of two O-and-two teams both desperate for their first win scoops troops has put up a lot of points this year but has failed to get a win that ended last week with domination over the all-stars having the fantasy mvp of the season so far lamar jackson it made things easy scoring uh, 61 points tough loss for the all-stars but there is some encouragement scoring over 200 for the first time i see coach hayes first win coming soon but is it already too late for them to make the playoffs Next, uh, we have a defensive struggle between Team Purple Bleeders and the Cleveland Steamers. Low-scoring affair, but the Steamers pulled out the W for the week. They're showing uh, they can win um, multiple different ways with a uh, high-scoring and low-scoring. The Steamers have great players, but you got to question some of Coach Tinsley's decisions starting Keating Allen when he was declared out of the game. The Steamers still escape with the win, however. And the Bleeders lost the game... Uh, but the Bleeders lost the game more than the Steamers won. The Bleeders' top draft picks are are not performing like they should, but I wouldn't panic if you're a Bleeder fan, if there are any Bleeder fans. Yep, I'm not one. Um,
2: Yeah, jumping into my matchup with uh, Victoria's Secret. Uh, First off, just got to give her credit for stepping up her Smack Talk game. I received texts and phone calls throughout the week uh which made it pretty entertaining so kudos for her for kind of getting involved and making the game more interesting but overall this is not what I wanted to do coming off the whooping of the week um but I feel like my team again it scored 200 points I felt like going into the Monday night game I had one guy left uh with uh, Saquon Barkley I had a shot but I was Probably a little too far away. Um, I ended up with like a seven-point loss. But, uh, yeah, her win train keeps on rolling.
0: All right, so we're going to keep on rolling to the next matchup, and that's going to be Black Sunday versus the Slops, Slop Nasty. Quick note, this this matchup uh, involved a trade uh, between these two teams prior to game week, being George Kittle for Tony Pollard. Now, at the time, I did admit that the Slops might have gotten a better deal in this trade, and that's exactly how it panned out, at least this week and for this matchup. You know, Kittle was coming off of an injury in his first game back, scores a measly 9.6 points. Uh, But what hurt me the most was David Montgomery going down with an injury early in the Houston game. And then I had to sit back and watch Khalil Herbert, who was on my bench, rack up nearly 50 points. And uh, to add to that, I also had another player on my bench, Devontae Smith, go off for 50 as well. So, Slop Nasty comes away with a 193-172 to 172 victory on the coattails of CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard, getting a combined 54 points in the Monday night game. That put him over the edge. Um, a quick note, Slops also had uh, Singletary on his bench, to be fair, go off for 33 points. Uh, but that, that raises the Slops up to 2-1 and one, while Black Sunday... Drops to 1 and 2.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the time you've all been waiting for, for our last matchup with Levi Aurelius Basham and Derek L. Basham. Sorry about your team, Levi, but... You got whooped!
0: You got whooped. To analyze this trash, the first thing that step, that, that sticks out to me is I'm, I'm looking over this, this pathetic box score, Levi. Five players failed to score you 10 points. Half of your team. Half of your lineup had less than 10 points, including your defense who had negative. Uh, This is about as bad as you get. I mean, 133 points in Rob's league, that's about equivalent to about 30 points in a normal standard league. And uh, you're going to have to defend this because you pooped your big boy pants. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Levi, I mean, you got whooped by your older brother, Derek. <laughs> who who does that? But this, What this reminds me of, oh. I, remember, I remember playing Mortal Kombat as a kid, and you're getting just destroyed, and then it's, finish him! And then Scorpion rips off his face mask and it just torches you. That's what this looks like. I mean, he literally had a guy, that it, a, a, a spot on his roster that if he just dis- didn't play, he would have scored more points. That's how you get whooped. Well done, Levi
1: yeah I, I don't have i can't defend myself here uh, congrats on your second whooping Derek. like my team is scorched like it's just a trash fire and there's really nothing to come back from like my it's what it is like i i knew it was coming but and i thought it'd be bad but i didn't think it'd be this bad so this is what it's gonna be i i Like, I don't know if I'm going to get another win. I feel like anyone that loses to me the rest of the season should be embarrassed. All right, for the Fab Report, uh, not as interesting as last week, but there's still much to go over. Alexander Madison and Greg Dortch were the most bid-on players uh, for the week. Coach Shelley uh, and Victoria's Secret uh, spent $150 on Alexander Madison uh, getting a handcuff to Dalvin Cook great move to secure the Vi- the Vikings backfield in case Cook is out for multiple weeks in the future. Uh, it seems like he's going to play this week, but y- you never know with Cook. Uh, I think it was an awesome move. Uh, very safe move. Uh, his first big purchase for Victoria, uh, Victoria's Secret this year. Uh, Purple Bleeder's drop mass in last week to fill in wide receiver depth uh, could, could come to cost him if uh, Cook gets uh, goes out a couple weeks later uh also the bid on them farewell to hope uh intoxicated all-stars the houdini's and slop nasty so uh, lots of interest in madison Uh, greg dorch was acquired by the intoxicated all-stars for 101 dollars. coach hayes and the all-stars need a win this week and dorch seems great for the short term in the next couple weeks but Dort will become less valuable as Hopkins and Rondell Moore get uh, more healthy. I think it's a great move for uh, his team uh, that needs a W and a way to turn the season around. Other notable pickups this week, uh, Naheem Hines for the Bleeders for $121, Mac Hollins for Farewell to Hope for $86, Zay Jones for uh, Slop Nasty with $38, Trevor Lawrence for It's What Plants Crave for $12, uh, David and Joku uh, for the Houdinis for a dollar, and then uh, a few defensive pickups. Eagles uh, got picked up by Scoop Troop for twenty-five dollars. Uh, Giants D was picked up for Victoria Secret for twenty dollars, and then the Rams were picked up for Fairway to Hope for a dollar. Uh, moving on with my thoughts, um, most of the pickups this week seem to be the type to make lineups better this week over maybe picking up a player for a potential breakout. This seems like a make-it-or-break-it week for a lot of teams. You don't want to be caught 0-4 or 1-3. John, Brad, what are your thoughts on the, this week's pickups?
2: Yeah, real quick, uh, I feel like I'm liking what I'm seeing. The league's very active on the waiver wire. Uh, it looks like most people's piggy banks are pretty healthy, with the exception of Levi, but I think he's pretty comfortable with that. Um I think we were kind of talking off air. I feel like these guys that were picked up this week, with the exception of maybe Dobbs or Dubes, or have you say his name, uh, a lot of these guys will be dropped in the future for future waiver wire pickups. So I think it's get it now, get some points now, dump them later. Uh, but, yeah, I do like the activity. Yeah, you
0: guys are soft. I Get out of here. This is a joke. And you notice Black Sunday didn't – wasn't involved in any of those descriptions or names or fab. And that's because, you know, let's look at Coach Hayes. George picking his nose. He drops him for Greg Dork. And for $100, that's ridiculous. Greg, I mean, dude, Hopkins is coming back. Zach Ertz is back. Awful. Jeff Zay Jones, good luck. Good job dropping Russell Wilson, though. I like it. Derek? Go ahead and chase those points with Joku, brother. Wait till you get a goose next week. That's that's God, that's weak. Uh let's see. Uh Jason. Oh, pick up the Ravens defense. Oh, you just like the name? But you, you realize they're like 31st in pass defense, right? Nice pickup. Good job. Uh John chasing points with Mack Hollins, even though Hunter ribfro is on his way back, and Mike Hollins takes his seat back on the bench. Good job. I, I mean, these pickups are great. I mean I, Levi, I'll give it to you. You did drop Kyle Phillips. was uh, You paid like $4,000 for in week one. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, it's, he's not in Clemson anymore, brother. Uh, uh, you did drop Rex Burkett. I'll give you credit on that. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our week four matchups and predictions. <laughs> First of all, we need to talk about our overall records for picks. Um... From the podcast hosts, so right now Levi leading the leading the charge at a eight and seven record. So he has a winning record in his picks. Uh, myself, I'm seven and eight after an zero and five week three, and John sitting in last at six and nine. Uh, had a one and four week three, so not not good there as, he, as well. So eight and seven, seven and eight, and six and nine are our picks. Not good, guys. Not great. All right, so let's jump into the first matchup. First matchup's going to feature Black Sunday at 1-2 and two versus the Intoxicated All-Stars at 0-3. Brad has a 5-0 and record all time against Joey. So this will be interesting to see who we all got.
1: I think Joey's due, so I'm taking the All-Stars.
2: Yeah, give me Joe here. Uh, he removes the 0-3 and scuffs up the 5-0 and record.
0: God, I hate doing this, but I'm, I have to pick against myself. I get two points from Tua. He gets injured, banged up. Who knows how long he's out? Joey's zero three, ready to bounce back. I got to take Joey there. All right, the next matchup we're going to look at Scoops Troop one and two taking on the Purple Bleeders, also at one and two. Uh, Lance holds a four and one record all time versus Jason, so Jason's definitely going to want to uh, get back at Lance here. So, who you got, Levi?
1: Jason has the best player with Lamar, so I'm going to take Jason.
2: Yeah, give me the bleeders here. I think Lance – I think it will be a close one. Yeah, give me Lance here.
1: Yeah,
0: sorry, Jason. You're you're going to one and five against Lance. He owns you, bro. Next matchup. Slop Nasty at two and one, taking on the Houdinis. Also at two and one. Jeff is one and four all all time against Derek so look these matchups are some lopsided head to head records who you got Levi I'm
1: going to take the Houdini's with Derek their uh, team's on fire lately (laughs)
2: Levi you can't take him he just whooped you Uh, give me uh, slops here the whooping stop now
0: yep and I'm also going to take the slops they just beat me and Derek had back-to-back whoopings of the week. It's time for Mr. Average to be himself. Next matchup: Cleveland Steamers sitting at three and zero, taking on Farewell to Hope at one and two. Rob and John are all locked up at a two and two head-to-head record all time. This should be a close one. Who you got?
1: Give me the Steamers. They're still three and zero. They still have very explosive team, and start off with T. Higgins getting 44.
2: Yeah, logic says I should take Cleveland Steamers. Take me, all the way, all day. <laughs>
0: no logic here, uh, Rob. You've been running your mouth way too much on the group text line. You're about to take a piece of humble pie, brother. You're dropping a three and one. Finally, we've got it's what plants crave at one and two, taking on the also undefeated three and zero victorious Secret. This is the first all-time head-to-head matchup. Levi, are you taking yourself?
1: I got to take myself even though I've I'm at a, the lowest of low right now, but I you know, it can only go up.
0: That's one way
2: to look at it. Yeah, I feel like Amanda kind of hits a little slip up here. I'm going to take Levi and she beat me last week, so by principle, I take the, the opponent that she plays the following
0: yeah, I'm going to take Amanda here. I, she was one of my preseason picks to make the playoffs. I really liked her roster. Uh, I'm going to take her to go 4-0. and
2: All right, it's the mailbag time here. Uh, but before we get in there, real quick, a uh, little smack talk of the week. Uh, this Rupert said, uh, this is the Cleveland Steamers, by the way, if Lance wins, it was rigged and fake news. Well, then Lance shot right back. Rob? I feel like you're already giving a sore loser speech, and if you you haven't even lost yet, and yet blaming me or something that it, that the game was rigged. But in reality, all it is at the end of the day, you chose the wrong players. That being said, I'm coming for you. Well done, Lance. You don't you don't shout out very much. That was that was clever. Get whooped. And sorry, you lost. But all right, moving on to the mailbag. <laughs> all right, uh, this is a question for us. Jason from Fairdale. Uh He writes. What is the current weekly prediction win-loss record of our esteemed podcast so far? Well, if you've made it this far in the podcast, you already know the answer. Moving on. Uh, this one will be, I guess, for all of us. Uh, question from the mustachioed woman in Hazard, Kentucky. In each of y'all's opinions, which of the other podcasters is least qualified for the show? I think Levi, but
0: i think that's a jerk question to begin with i mean what am i gonna dog out my my fellow co-hosts i'm not doing that
1: i'll just say that we all suck and you're we're under contract with the podcast so you're stuck with us yep suck it Uh, all right uh the dirty sanchez writes why does the worst trash talkers talk the most Excellent question, Dirty Sanchez. Um, I believe it's because they just want to keep talking and not look at the players on their team because then they realize that their team isn't that good. So they just keep talking and looking at other people's teams.
0: Yeah, Take a look in the mirror.
2: Yep, Uh, man in the mirror. All right, Uh, Dr. Teeth, I'm assuming from Sesame Street, writes, any insight as to what Joey will change his name to this week?
0: I I have a couple suggestions. Uh, I'd say, well, let me think. Um, okay, here's one. How about the DraftKings bags? How's that? You know, because, well, never mind. Or, how about this one? How about this one? The Sun Valley Slicers. <laughs> I like that, too. Yeah, that's I mean, they fit, you know. That's all I got.
2: All right, well, he has a follow-up. Uh, how many Randy Mosses do you think it would take to save Joey's fantasy season?
0: You know, I love this question. Uh, I'm going to say at least two Randy Mosses. You're probably going to have to throw in a Marvin Harrison, toss in LaDainian Tomlinson, and you might have a chance.
2: I think we have ten roster spots. I, I'd go with ten. All right, um – dr teeth again uh also the cleveland steamers won the trophy last year no they did not and on an undefeated and on an undefeated streak this year what is the secret cheating deal with the devil Levi.
1: excellent question dr teeth um actually they they didn't win this last year and clearly for that this same reason last year steamers got off to a great start and then the wheels fell off like it seems like it's already happening this year with Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Keenan Allen. Even though I picked him this week, I, I feel like there's some losses coming. Like, he's already looking ahead four weeks to beat Brad, so he's got three look-ahead games to lose to. Ooh. So, not a good li- outlook for the Steamers, but I, I still like him this week. Womp womp, Cleveland Steamers.
2: All right, uh, final cue from Dr. T. writes... Patriots owner Robert Kraft is facing charges involving prostitution. Which fantasy owner in the Chaos League would be would would be most likely to face the same charges? And why is it Lance? <laughs> well, I, I think we I think we around here believe that people are innocent until proven guilty, and uh, we'll kind of leave that where it is. But uh, that'll do it for the mailbag.
0: Sorry, Lance. Alright chaos fantasy nerds, episode 4 is in the books. With this week promising to be a make it or break it week as several teams are 1-2 and, and one desperate 0-3 team, aka Joey. Also I would like to personally thank the entire league for their terrible waiver wire pickups which only gives me an even bigger edge over all you chumps. As always continue to leave your smart mouth comments and filthy smack talk on the chaos group text line. This truly has become podcast gold, but in the meantime, set your lineup, work on your smack talk game, and remember, nobody cares about your crappy fantasy football team.